Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Youngmi Mayer. And I'm Brian Park. And before we get started on today's amazing episode, we did start a Patreon like we reluctantly told you last week. No so more reluctance. No more yeah, reluctance. Or- if you're listening and you haven't donated, please donate. You better us. fucking donate You better now. fucking donate to patreon.com slash feelingasian. Otherwise, nothing will happen to you and you'll still get great quality free episodes. I'll talk shit about you <laughs> to your mom. <laughs> um, I'm d- just kidding. However, the bare minimum yeah. for donating is that you get a shout out on the podcast and we have responsibilities to fulfill now, young me. Let's yeah. do our shout outs. Okay. So these are the people that uh, donated. We're, we're not going to tell. We're yeah. not going to do all of them at once because there's just too many people who have donated. Thank you so much. We're going to do yeah, five per thousands. episode. We're going to start light. And yeah. y- Young Me, you suggested that we'll, we'll say the, the level of donation, the donation level they made. And Should we? Well, one of them is definitely worth highlighting. However, okay. we will announce the name because that's how a shout out works. But you suggested <laughs> that you suggested that we assess if they're chaotic or lawful and what their hotness style <laughs> is. <laughs> or, I, or what if we just make it super like what they're like in bed, like if they're bottoms or tops? <laughs> chaotic because like that's what we always talk about anyway okay i'm I'm just gonna start off with the first person no let me go first let me go first okay okay brian's gonna go first okay Okay. all right so this person gets a very special shout out because they are the first person to donate to the feeling asian patreon fuck yes shout out to lawful adults level roshna kapoor yes now young me what is your assessment of roshna kapoor roshna kapoor just judging by their name, I would say, you know, <laughs> judging by the fact that they're the first person oh. that's extremely responsible. As soon as they heard it, they fucking went to the Patreon and donated oh. fucking oh. super lawful. And the fact that they're the first one extremely giving in bed. Extremely very, giving very, in bed. No, I was going to say lover. more like leadership <laughs> feeling, you know? Pioneer. Like just, Pioneer. Pioneer. The first in person bed. to ever do anal in the history of planet Earth, <laughs> Rashna Kapoor. <laughs> that's, that's, yes. Is that that's too exactly what they probably really appreciate you saying that about them, Brian. We're going we're gonna to lose Rashna's uh, Patreon donation it after this. It was nice episode. having you while you, <laughs> while you were here. Thank you so much. We miss you already. <laughs> Sorry that Brian insulted you. Your parents probably listened to this. This is horrible. Thank you so much for the money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So so our assessment of Rashna is that they are a extremely lawful person and they are a very strong generous lover. and knows generous and knows what they want in the bedroom. Right. right. All um, great things. Okay, the second person is Justin K. Oh god. Special <laughs> shout out because Justin is a longtime <laughs> listener and a friend of ours now because we always talk to him. And I just want to shout out that he went ahead and donated the Chaotic Street Legend tier, which is $100 a month, because he really wanted a stick and poke tattoo from me. <laughs> right. And which we, is, we explicitly wrote on our Patreon, do not don't donate, do this. Don't donate this much. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just, just don't. Because little does Justin know that if you do donate the Chaotic Street Legend amount, we are 
We are bound by law to contact a mental health care professional <laughs> and give them your information. So I'm just uh, kidding. Because, because Justin K is a chaotic street legend who is just breaking all the rules, this guy is probably, he gets away with so much because he fucks so good. Is my assessment of him. All right. <laughs> no, Justin also was the one that, remember, I don't know if this is too much info. Well, I mean, this is still very uh, I mean, anonymous. We, we're basically all like related at this point. If you donate How many, $100. There's billions of Justin Ks in this world. He, he gave us that. Remember when we had the fantasy episode? He had that fantasy is that the same person, Justin? It must be. Oh, going yes. to Thailand and like yes. meeting a, a lady and, or and taking like, his girlfriend like going, to Thailand. And uh, yeah, and like island hopping in Thailand, like legit amazing Renting fantasy. A speedboat. Wow, like my imagination would not have conceived that. He's like that Dosakis commer- beer commercial man. <laughs> and the Dosakis <laughs> beer commercial man fucks. He seems like he knows what he's doing in bed. If there's one thing he knows is uh, how to groom his beard. <laughs> then maybe um, also sex. Okay, who's the next person? All right, Justin, thank you so much. Uh, our next shout out goes out to lawful adult level, Maria Lee. Maria Lee. Maria Lee reminds me of all those Catholic schoolgirls I used to go to school with that have a name Maria. So you think they're all like, nice and calm, but then they're like doing anal in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Is this too, we're not trying to roast you. We're really saying all of this in like the most endearing way. (laughs) So Maria, please know that you are endearingly doing anal in the bathroom. (laughs) We say that with love. (laughs) You know, like those, those girls that are all like, yeah, I'm at church at 8am, but then they're like all party, you know, doing... (laughs) AKA my dream girl, Maria. So you are amazing. Okay, who's Um, the next person? The next one, we have another lawful adult level. Samantha Lay, L-E is the last name. Is that Lee or Lay? I don't know. I don't know. Samantha Lay. What do you think about Samantha? Samantha Lay. I'm going to have to go with, let's see here. I'm going to guess a a vanilla lover. (gasps) Oh! Okay, is that, is hurting, that, hurting is that the hurtful? feelings of people that <laughs> give us money. Okay. I, I well, I didn't want to go with anal in the bathroom, but I feel like yeah, I overcompensated right. too much and instead of hurt her feelings by calling her a vanilla lover. Vanilla, you know what? Vanilla lover isn't bad because that's vanilla like- Vanilla isn't bad. Uh, I'm, I'm going to assume very passionate sex, very emotional connected. Mm, Just But pure, not anything like, out of the- Like slow, yeah. passionate sex. Is the type of lover Samantha Lay? What is. is the name of the goddamn woman that's married to the prince, Kate something? Kate. Uh, I keep thinking Kate Beckinsale, but Kate Middleton. Yeah, Kate Middleton is a vanilla lover, so there you go. Yeah, but or just because she? you're just because you're vanilla in bed doesn't mean you still can't have good sex. No, no, no. All right, and the last person we're gonna shout out this week is Miki Kawasaki. Chaotic baby level. Chaotic baby level. I have to say very, I don't know. It's it's hard because that Kawasaki is like so brainwashed into my head to mean like <laughs> jet skis or like, you know, like. Those like intense four motorcycles. Four yeah. <laughs> So it's hard to like detach that. So she, Miki Kawasaki uh, orgasms incredibly fast. Okay. That, which is for sense. women good. This it's is not a bad good thing. for women. Fast yeah. and a lot, multiple. <laughs> Fast, a lot, and very intense, like a Kawasaki jet ski. 
Okay, you know what? I'm so sorry because you know she's gotten that so much her entire life, and now we're just oh god, we're just perpetual. We're gonna we've just lost five Patreon. We lost those five people. I think. (laughs) (laughs) I think that we were trying to be nice, and this has backfired horrendously. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I, I just we're obviously just joking. All right, all right. Uh, that happened. We gave those five shout outs. Please don't, <laughs> please don't uh, revoke your five donations. Anyway, Brian, how are you feeling? How am I feeling? There's a few things going on this past week. The first one yeah. is, and I, this is a term that I learned kind of recently, so I'm going to flex it. That is how, that is my mastery of the English language, where if I learn a new term, that's kind of yeah. spicy or like enticing or exciting. I'm like, I'm I'm gonna use this and drive it to the ground. So yeah. <laughs> exactly how I listen to my music. I just listen to one song on repeat until I'm repulsed by it. So <laughs> the term that describes what I've been going through this past week is survivor's guilt. Mm. Where mm. you know, I've been feeling mm. I've been riding a high a little bit because I have been auditioning a lot. And it's, um, you know, it's really great. And the thing is, I feel very, very lucky and very fortunate to be Mm -hmm. able to have these acting opportunities during a time of this global health crisis where acting opportunities are so far and few between. Well, I I don't understand because isn't that over? Like, what are you auditioning for? I think they're slowly ramping it up. They're slowly ramping it up. So, but the thing is, I've been, I'm almost, these past three weeks, I've been busier than I was when the, like, world was normal, you know? And I just feel very lucky. And at times I feel a little bit, uh, a little bit guilty because... Mm. It, it almost feels like it's um it's pure luck, you know. It's not out of like my skill set. It's more this could just be anyone, but I just so happen to have this stack of auditions that have kept me very busy and fulfilled yeah. in this yeah. specific career-minded way, which is very rare. And yeah, I do feel guilty because I am fortunate enough to like do this creative work and stay busy doing it. Where, as you all, as you know, like well, yeah. so many industries have been hit so hard by this. So I've been feeling, a, I'm going to say it again. I've been feeling some survivor's guilt. I might say it. I want to ten more yeah. times during this podcast, and you were sick I and tired of it. Get so mad at you oh, in my no. heart Wh- when what? you say stuff like that because I feel like what you just said was okay. I got all these great opportunities because of pure luck. Nothing to do with my fucking talent. Oh, I'm a piece of no. shit. Like I feel oh, like no. I feel like you always come at things like that. Brian, like you got like, you know, there there's like a reason that you got these auditions. Do you know what I mean? Like things are happening to you because of your talent. Like why can't you just say that? Why are you saying it like I'm just a dumb 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 and then somebody <laughs> let me do this and like you know what I mean? Like it makes me so mad. I feel like this is a common theme for us. I'm laughing because I am uncomfortable. You are yeah. 100% correct. This is something that I need to fix. However, I am kind of uh, mm. happy that you're roasting me a little bit right now because you're going to get some fire back right now. And the reason why what? is <laughs> <laughs> survivor's guilt aside, everyone yeah. who is listening to this podcast, partially because of the acting roles that I was auditioning for, 
also partially, it's a trend that people mm-hmm. change up their hairstyles drastically in quarantine as a form of uh, control. I, Don't I know it? Right. I decided to I've, do that. I didn't dye my hair, yeah. but I chopped off all my hair. I used to have really, really long hair and okay. I, I chopped it off very short. <laughs> and, you know, probably I would say four people have seen it in person. Yeah. And <laughs> let's just say that the, the feedback has been very poor. And one of those four people was you, Yanni. Do you remember? I showed you my short haircut and I, listeners, I shit you not. Young Me's response was, well, I asked her, Young Me, what do you think? Do you like it? And Young Me, take, there was a long a three second pause. Young Me goes, well, what do you think about it? And when you and ask- my voice cracked. And when you ask someone, do you like it? And then they turn the question back on you. Folks, that means that they think it looks fucking bad. <laughs> All right. You know what? You're right. That was a un, uh, dishonest response. Maybe I should have just... Okay, Brian, it looks bad. Oh, no. <laughs> it looks like shit. No. <laughs> but it will grow out. Oh, it, you think it... Actually, it already looks... Better. I, at I, first, it was. <laughs> at first, it was a lot to behold. Now uh, it looks good. It looks. It looks good now. It's been what two days, and look, it's grown out. It looks fine. Wow, the life. The okay, so- truly the life cycle of a haircut. Because <laughs> when I was in the when I was at the salon, and this person gave me this haircut, I felt like a million bucks. I was like, "Yo, this is different," <laughs> but I look fucking good. I see. Did you not see the mirror? Like, <laughs> yo. That's the effect that a hair salon mirror has. Your haircut could look pure trash, but in that moment, you're like, wow, I look so good right now. Then you see your one of your closest friends that you host a podcast with, and then they're like, oh, what do you think of your haircut? Now- Frankenstein-y. <laughs> I would describe it as Frankenstein-y. Frankenstein, oh my God. Now I we gotta post a picture of the like oh, right after you got it. One hundred percent. And later that night, I got um, drinks with Mike Wen, who is a you know he was on this podcast, and his wife Gina. And Gina's reaction to the haircut was, "Oh, you know, when you had the long hair, you were like cool, but now you were attractive. Now with this haircut, you're, you're like not attractive. You're like you're like very nice." Oh, I hate to to hear it. Hate to see it. Okay, I'm being completely honest. This is the thing. I like being honest because you know, whenever I say something, you know it's the truth. I'm very fragile right now. It looked horrible. It looked... (laughs) It looked... (laughs) It looked a little Frankenstein. Yeah. It looked a little... Sorry. It looked a little Frankenstein-y, but it's already looking amazing. It's been two days and it looks great now. Now, for the people who need a visual, <laughs> the haircut I went with is, uh, if you watch K-dramas and you see Itaewon class and that main oh, dude, shit. that main dude has that yeah. really short cut. The main dude. That's kind oh, of- that's what, that was your inspiration. <laughs> that wasn't the inspiration. The inspiration was like, yo, I just want something short. And then yeah. the girl who cut my hair was really fucking cool. So I trusted her. And then she gave me 
what you have deemed as one of the worst <laughs> haircuts that you have ever seen. <laughs> but you know, I feel like sometimes they cut your hair in like thinking that it will grow out a certain way and I feel like it already looks great. So Right, right. Is know. this are you being looks, honest or is this just your way to sell? I'm salvage? being completely honest. Okay. Well No, you know you know me. I would tell you if well, it looked look Frankenstein. The true, <laughs> the true test will be if and when I go on <laughs> a date this week with someone who I have been on a date with if they decide to end things I have not shown they, they're going to they're gonna be in for a surprise they're going to see this Frankenstein haircut and if they end things with me post new haircut meetup then it's 100% the haircut's fault then it means the haircut is 100% bad what if you show up to the date and she's like ah just like scream she's and like nothing no, that would wow that would be horrible the worst response would be like Brian like is that kind you? of <laughs> oh my god I mean completely honest it looks better already the bang not the banging like the, the straight bangings like that's not working for anybody <laughs> okay, okay it, didn't, so, it doesn't even work for the guy in Itaewon class okay so now you're into more of the the casual tussle yeah Okay, so yes. um, way better. Wait, wait, go back to Survivor's Guild. Yeah, I feel like you just touched on that and you sort of like. I don't know if I have anything else to add to that. I mean, it's just yeah. like you said, it is rooted in this this false idea that I am undeserving of the opportunities that I have been presented with, and Such that's bullshit. what that is where like a lot of the guilt stems from. And yeah. I think everyone, it's common because there is a little bit of a sense of that because if you look at the news, like there's just so much out information out there about unemployment numbers and how like industries are being hit very hard. Yeah, so my guilt steps from that, but then it's also compounded <sighs> with just my self-esteem relationship, which is unhealthy and uh, is exacerbated yeah. by the times that we're in right now. Now, the last thing I want to touch on about how I'm feeling this week is we're going to get a little bit meta here. Youngmi and I are recording this episode literally the day before this is hours before this is being released. This is much, yes. much later than our usual recording time. Now, mm -hmm. the reason why is that we had an amazing guest planned for all of you this week. However, we hit, we encountered some technical difficulties with the audio. We weren't comfortable releasing right. it. And so we decided that let's just record an episode between the two of us. And I noticed that our reactions to... Well, the, upon the discovery that uh, the audio was of very poor quality, mm -hmm. that and we didn't feel comfortable releasing this, uh, like the episode. The original intention was to have this amazing guest, who we will have. We'll just have to re-record with her at another time. Our reactions could not have been more different. Yep. The way I internalized it was, and I think this is healthy. Now I know you're probably going to disagree with me. I was upset at myself and at ourselves as this like business and creative duo in that I feel like mistakes are preventable. If anything, it shines a light on the weaknesses and the operations. The reason why we couldn't re-record was that we had already pushed it too close to the release date. So there wasn't enough time. Right. Like if we had planned further in advance, we would have ample time to reorganize, you know, reassess, and then move forward. Mm -hmm. And I felt mm -hmm. that was my immediate reaction was like, God damn it, this is a weakness of ours. We need to do better. 
And it's really frustrating that this happens. That was my reaction. And I feel like you're processing all of this and you're going to hit me with some fucking hard-hitting shit right now. Okay, so this is the thing. I, this is what I'm going to say. So you, you know, you're upset and understandably so. This is very important to you and th- our podcast. And you know what? I respect the fact that you take this very seriously and it makes, it endears you to me because I'm like, you know, you're my work partner and it, like, it means a lot that this means a lot to you. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I respect that. And I respect that you take it seriously, like I just said. But I I think this kind of ties into like what I was saying about you being hard on yourself, which is, you know, I I keep being like, hey, Brian, like, don't think that you're a piece of shit. Don't be so hard on yourself. But honestly, that really doesn't have anything to do with me. That's like how you're how you're processing the world. And when this this audio snafu happened, you were like M.O., which is to like make make it about you failing and then us failing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it became like this thing where it was like our failure to do something correctly. And, you know, I, I like snapped back at you. you did. And, and I was like- I will say you did yeah. snap back at me because I made this uh, a failure on our end. And, and I said, you know what? You, it, it, first of all, it wasn't because the audio issue was the guest's audio issue, which, you know, in the past, we've had a lot of audio issues and it's always been the guests. It's never been us. Right. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to talk shit about the guests, but it's just like, obviously everyone's trying to record at home and, no, you know, like right, I don't- right. I don't expect people to know how to do that. I guess it's just like I have this obsession with perfection. And when you said that, you snapped- Being on top of stuff. Right, and you snapped back at me and you said, hey, I think this is really toxic. Like the way that we are talking to ourselves, the way you're talking about this project and the way you're kind of like framing it as a collective failure. I had a response to that. And I said, Mm -hmm. not everything has to be like, toxic. Sometimes things are just Mm -hmm. is what it is. And sometimes it's a shortcoming on our end on a performance Mm -hmm. standpoint. And it doesn't have to be framed as this, oh, it's toxic to beat ourselves up. I think uh, maybe I could be wrong. I'm certainly Mm -hmm. open to feedback. I think sometimes it is deserved. Like if we fuck up, we fuck up. Sometimes like we don't, we like it is entirely our faults. You know, it's well, not like okay. the systemic yeah. thing. Like, like I'm not going to celebrate the fact that we had to like scramble to do a new recording. No, I don't think, I don't think we should celebrate that we, you know, <laughs> fucked up and we're not on top of shit. I'm not saying that at all. What I was, and I, I texted you this at, at the moment. I said, what good does it do for us to be here? Like where we suck at this, you know, like, and like what, what good does shame, shame do? Is like, and this is like something I work through in therapy because I, I've always been like this. Like, you know, like when you were saying stuff, that stuff to me, like, oh, we're not on top of our shit. Like we record too last minute or whatever. I started doing my muscle memory, old shamey thing where, where I was hearing it. Like Brian's like on top of everything and I'm the failure and I'm the one that's like chaotic. And I like, I, I have like ADD and like, it's hard for me to like be responsible. I have, I lack responsibility mm-hmm. and that's a big personality trait on my part. I do lack a lot of responsibility. I'm always late. I have a hard time scheduling myself just because of like, like having ADD and like just how my brain works. Right. And when you started saying that, I snapped into that mode of like, I heard it like you being like, I'm on top of everything, but you're my co-host and you like sort of suck at 
scheduling and no. you're too last minute. Well, I never No, I know you I know you didn't mean it that way, but that's what started happening in my head. Okay. And when that starts to happen in my head, which I think what's happening in your head, when things go wrong, you start being like, oh, like I suck and like I, I should have done this better. I should have planned ahead. 100%. And you start being very hard on yourself. Like I, I, and I know it's really unhealthy. I used to do that yeah. and I stopped because it's like, number one, it's useless. It doesn't fix anything. You know what I mean? It just makes you feel like shit. But, like, isn't, you know, it, like, but isn't it possible? Isn't it possible to do both yeah. though? Like- I can mm. I can feel like shit for thinking that this was an avoidable mistake and the of reason course, why yeah. it but then I understand that I'm going to feel like shit I'm going to beat myself mm-hmm. up over it but then also mm-hmm. I know like to avoid from this from happening again the only solution is to make sure we do better going forward right I, I hear you I feel like you're saying you're going to use that feeling and put it into a productive thing like going forward i'm going to f- use this feeling of like not being on top of our you know our shit and use it to make sure that in the future this never happens again right yeah and you know now that some time has passed and i've had time to kind of hear what you've said and what you mm-hmm. texted me yeah i mean this is an unhealthy thought pattern that i have where especially if i make a mistake i immediately assume that it's avoidable, you know? Mm. Like it like every mistake, I it's really hard for me to believe that mistakes can just happen because with good preparation, mm. those mistakes shouldn't happen. And so you know, it, yeah, like when, I, I when, can see when, that. when mistakes happen, it's not truly a mistake. It's more reveals that it is a a lack of like foresight, you, a lack of you planning. Did some- Right. Right. Like even at See, t- like even yeah. like even at times and I've brought this up in an early episode where mm. even at times mm-hmm. where let's say that you're late to a meeting like an interview. Mhm. If you're really late and there's like traffic mm-hmm. shit and all that stuff happens, sometimes shit just happens. But like mm-hmm. if the stakes are high enough, which is like an interview, which is clearly like a very important meeting that you shouldn't be late to, I, it would be so hard for me to just accept that. Oh, like fuck. So many variables outside of my control. It is what it is. I would be like, you piece of shit. You should have left 30 minutes mm-hmm. earlier than you already did. Where if this was truly important to you, mm-hmm. and again, it's like what I was raised with. And I do think that, I don't think it's entirely wrong where it's like, if you care right. enough, you're going to fucking camp out. Like you hear those like Asian, I don't know. That's those so, Asian that's fables. That's so whack, Brian, <laughs> come on. You're going to go a day early to your job interview and like no, sit outside no, like, the office. I, okay. That is a clearly a gross no, no, I, exaggeration. I yeah, exactly. No, I, I know. I know what you're saying. I also, I feel like was raised to think that way. Uh-huh. When something gets fucked up, it's my fault. Right. But I, I've like moved away from that. How? And I still need to, I, I, I still I don't know. need help. I have no you idea. Know? <laughs> no, 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 but like, like what I said, I have the muscle memory. Like when you were saying that to me earlier today, I was like, oh, it's my fault. I'm a fucking failure. And Brian, I'm letting Brian down. Like I had all those thoughts, but then I was like, you know what? No, I didn't. I was there. I recorded the episode. We were, we got the guests, you know, like we did all this work and then something, something happened that was out of our control. What are we going to fucking do? And then I was right. like, what should we do? What do you want to do? Do you want to? do this and I was like should we do this this or this and we decided to record this episode tonight and it's working out and it's fine and if you're having these negative 
thoughts and they're propelling you into being productive and fixing the problem, that's fine. But for me personally, when I've had these like shame and guilt, I fucked up thoughts, it just makes me like spiral and I'm just sitting in my bedroom not doing anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's just like, okay, I fucked up or, or something happened. A mistake was made. Something bad happened. Let's, let's move on. Let's fix it. I don't have to dwell in it. And I just want to say this one thing about the being late to a work meeting scenario. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I feel like once you realize that you're in that place in your head, let's say you're at a work, you go to a work meeting and you show up and you're 30 minutes late because there was traffic. Sure. And the person there is like, hey, oh, you're late. And you're like, sorry, there was traffic. And that person as an adult will be like, oh, no problem. That happens. Traffic happens. And right. I feel like nobody would actually be upset about that because that's like they're adults. Like they understand that that's something that happens. If they are upset in this hypothetical situation, that's fucking weird. Like, why would you be upset at somebody for being late because there was, you know, there's a car accident. Now, was, you know, no, like, no, I, come on, I completely you know? understand what you're saying. And yeah. Again, I think this just highlights how a lot of my motivations are rooted in fear. And it's something that yeah. it's crazy because it's almost like I've haven't progressed. I know I've progressed, but you know, this is like a reoccurring thing. As with most of our listeners, any person, it takes work and some of our like toxic behaviors and toxic thought patterns are cyclical, you know? Like just because mm. you've kind of figured it out. Or like how to quote unquote overcome it through certain practices. If you don't practice it, it's gonna persist. And even with like the example cycles back. Right. And even with the example you 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 elaborated on with like the being late to work, I would assume that sure, like they're gonna understand as a boss, as a manager, you're gonna understand that shit happens, you're late. But I immediately think mm-hmm. there's going to be so many other the other candidates are not going to be late. Like it, it's a reflection of you. Don't, you lack mm-hmm. professionalism. You're not punctual, yeah. and they're going to dock that against you. Like, well, that's and, actually and, you know, and, and that's right. like a real consequence. That's, that's probably that's, what will happen. You're right. Like as adults, they should be like, "Oh, you were stuck in traffic." Okay, but a lot of people, you're right, will be like, "Well, this is." important this is goldman sachs and you're you know like people will actually think that way and it's unfortunate and but then that's like i don't know there has to be like a level of like letting the universe do its thing you know sure 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 totally and right i mean this is a at one point yeah yeah this all stems from like a health like an unhealthy fixation with perfection and and control control it's all about control and it's for yeah. me it's like this inability to just accept that mistakes can happen at face value and that's it and it, it's, and it has nothing it, it, to it's, do it's with all, what you did it's all you didn't do anything wrong brian tied together though like i said yeah. you know this is like the same fucking bullshit i deal with when i have uh, performance anxiety with new sexual partners, mm. you know? It's like the need yeah. to be perfect in bed. Sometimes mistakes fucking happen in the bedroom, but I don't allow myself to just accept that. Instead, it's like- if That's it, the fun part. It's like if a mistake happens, then I'm a piece of shit. I did something wrong. I suck at this. I'm not perfect at this. I 
Yeah, you know, that's like a big theme theme with you, Brian. You're like, you're a psycho. <laughs> no, you're not a psycho. You're definitely not a psycho. You, I mean, I feel like this is a big theme with you, and I feel like it resonates with so many people. God, we're, we're airing out dirty laundry on our home podcast. I know. I, I don't know if this... No, no, I have to say this conversation might seem boring, but I feel like people really relate to like how how you deal with mistakes, mistakes yeah. and, that are out of your control. I feel like a lot of people react the way that you do, you know? <sighs> well, I just want to, if, if anyone's listening and like relates to Brian, I just want to say, be nice to yourself. <laughs> you didn't fucking fuck up. It's just the universe sometimes like works this way and things happen that are out of your control and it's not your fault. You don't have to feel bad about it. And you know I, I what? Your hair better. is going to grow out. <laughs> if and when I go on a date, that will be the true litmus test. Young me, how are you feeling? Um, okay. So first of all, I went to the beach today. First time all year. I fucking hate the beach. Let's go. You look at, you're looking, you're it. looking tan. You're looking. I got so tan. You don't I look, fell young asleep. me, you don't look like Frankenstein. Yeah. You look fucking hot. I know. I think I look great with the tan, <laughs> but I just hate being out. I hate being outside. <laughs> It's so weird. You know how Koreans are obsessed with being pale? It's so fucking weird, man. I mean, everyone looks like shit when you're pale. It's like a reverse um, beauty standard because here in like Western cultures, like if you're tan, it means you have the disposable income to go on vacations. Whereas in Korea, being tan implies that you're lower class. You have to do manual labor outside. Whereas like being white and pure means that you're like elite. You're the 1%. You have other people doing the dirty work for you. I no, I get what where it comes from, but like physically talk like like <laughs> object objectively, when you look at a human being that has a tan versus pale, it just looks so much better. I don't know. That's obviously subjective. That's I don't subjective. know why I said that's objectively. Yeah. I think objectively a tan person because, looks like I feel like look when at, I have a tan, however, I look so good. Look at white people, they be tanning and they be looking like shit. They'd be aging way faster. <laughs> Remember tan mom? <laughs> and then, yeah. Too much. Too much tanning um, okay, definitely so ages you. I fucking sunburn on my butt because I fell asleep on the goddamn beach. It hurts so bad. But I wanted to talk about this <laughs> incident that happened a few days ago, which I think is a topic that I really want to talk about. And I'm glad that, you know, like I obviously I'm sad about the guest audio that we lost, but. I wanted to talk about this topic because I think it's a big topic and I've always wanted to discuss it. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's toxic femininity, mm. which is um, I, how I would describe it. It's like, you know, like, so it's, bas- it's basically like acting like the role, like a role play of like what a woman is in a heteronormative society. Okay. Being like caring and sweet and never aggressive, never angry, never has any like zero signs of anger. Right, right. If they have a negative emotion, it's sadness. Okay. Um, and I feel like, I feel like toxic femininity plays in a lot with, doubled with white supremacy mm. is how we got to this place of like making fun of Karens, right? Like white women who are doing like racist things and then when you call them out, they start crying. Okay. Because then somehow they're the victim. And so gotcha, like black gotcha. people can never like say, hey, you're being racist, Right. Right, but that's it's like, like that, a very uh, the Central Park dog woman, and she was exactly. like crying. Exactly, yeah. that's like toxic femininity tied with white supremacy. It's extremely toxic, extremely damaging to people of color. Um, and this is a huge topic. I feel like you know, like as an Asian person growing up, white women 
were like extremely harmful to me and my mom. Mm. Like, did you ever, I, I don't know if people listening will like relate to this, but like white women were like really bully to my mom. And I think it has part partially something to do with like, you know, like misogyny coupled with racism. For sure. She's like an attractive yeah. Asian woman. It's, it's definitely a lot of racism. I mean, Kimmy in our yeah. most, in our latest episode with Kimmy, she put it very well where uh, and oftentimes in America, where if you encounter an immigrant, people's reaction mm-hmm. is to be very patronizing because they can't, their mastery yeah. of the English language isn't quite there. Yeah, so, so a lot of that they're was happening, stupid, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, which is inaccurate. A, a lot of that would happen with white women to my mom, and I remember being a kid. I don't know if anyone has stories like this, and they would like, wh- what's 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 the word for when you talk to a child? Scold, like scold a child. They would scold my mom like she was a child. Oh, so I like feel like that happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like don't do that, like things like that. Oh, or weird. white women would would like boss me, tell me and my sister what to do, Ugh. and my mom would just apologize. And I'm like, who give gave you the right to talk to someone else's child like that? Like now, if obviously stuff like that doesn't happen to me because I'm, I like to fist fight at the playground, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, but like if any, like thinking back about my childhood, I'm like, if any woman did that came up to my child and said that to my child, you would I would actually be like enthralled. Site, like this fists. is an opportunity I for you to throw fists. <laughs> are you kidding me? I'd be fucking punching that bitch. Are you oh kidding God. me? Don't fuck. How good. fucking dare you? Good, good. How fucking dare you? You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. It's on site. Like, but, uh, but uh, my entire, like half of my childhood was like a white woman scolding my mom. Like she was a four year old, you know, it's fucked right. up. Anyway, this is not what I want to talk about, oh. but <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> what I want to talk about Just is like- toxic femininity. Not, not, not the white woman thing, because that's a huge topic and who gives a shit, but like toxic femininity is like, so, okay. So something happened, you know, I work at mission. Yeah. I'm like the only front of the house person besides Sarah, who Danny's girlfriend and, but most time by myself, this person came to the restaurant okay. and like, I don't really know her. She's like my ex-boyfriend's roommate. A very loose connection. Acquaintance. Like, yeah, I've, right. I've like met her, like talked to her like five times. Like I would see her in the apartment. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it was weird because the times that I would see her at the apartment, like she had this relationship with my ex-boyfriend where she would like sort of have like this role play, like, hey, you didn't do the dishes and I'm mad at you. And he'd be like, I'm sorry, I didn't do the dishes. And she'd be like, you're a mess. And like they, they had this like, like relationship where it was like, sort of like, it was like, you know, like how sometimes people like just sort of have like a, like a jokey, like I'm mad at you. You're a bad roommate like that. Like they would just joke with each other like that. That, But yeah, but that sounds not fun. It's like masking so much real resentment and like real feelings there. Yeah, she'd be like, she'd always be like, hey, you didn't throw out the garbage. And it was like kind of like a joke, but then, and he'd be like, I'm sorry, I forgot the garbage. She's like, you're such a mess, man. You're such a mess. Like it was like a fun, like, you know, like. This sounds deranged for sure. (laughs) But you know, do you know people like that, right? Like there are people that do stuff, you know. Yeah, it's like a jokey, it's like a, you can't handle the tough conversation that you need to have of like, Hey, yeah. I would appreciate if you took out the trash more. I know so, yeah. like that's an uncomfortable conversation to have, but it sounds like instead it's like 
we're going to make this like a half jokey thing because having yeah. a real uncomfortable well, conversation makes me feel weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know it's like not the ideal situation, but right, I was like, right. okay, I, I, I see like what's, you going get what's going on with this on, person. Yeah. And then also I feel like I've had roommates before where I like get caught in this sort of like role play or like a game and it just keeps happening, you know? Right. Like, oh, now I'm, this is a game that we do. And then, and then that would, escalate a lot and then they would get into like screaming matches oh my god so it would start off like jokey and then they would get anyway that's like the <laughs> interaction i've had with her right. i've never i've had maybe one full-blown conversation with her i don't really know her okay? yeah yeah so she came to mission and she was like oh my god like surprised that i was there i was like bitch you know you know that i own this restaurant why are you surprised <laughs> and she was like immediately it was like oh my god are you okay are you okay with the bankruptcy? And I was what like, what the fuck? What? And she was there with like this guy who I'm assuming is her boyfriend, like on a date, like maybe, she, I don't know, that's, her friend or- What the, that's I, so maybe weird. Maybe just her friend. And she was like, oh, like in this voice too, like, oh my God, are you okay with the bankruptcy? I'm so sorry. Who, that's and I was like, like so, there's zero like, tact in that. So I was like, oh, um, well, she was like being quote unquote sweets. I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I don't know. The restaurant's probably gonna close, but I'm just here for now, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> like I didn't know what to say. Yeah. And she was like, oh, and I like heard about your apartment. Like you lost your apartment. And I was like, uh, I mean, I couldn't pay my rent, so I had to move to a cheaper apartment. And uh like I was just like <clears throat> I was like, I don't know why are you saying this That's, in front of this person I don't what know. The fuck? And like why are you saying it in this weird fucking tone? Right. And then she was, and then she said something that was like truly offensive. She was like, "Is your Twitter real? It's not real, is it?" Like that. And for those of you who don't follow me on Twitter, I have like this like online persona, which is like half half a joke, half real. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like this like chaotic like I'm a whore, like you know, like that <laughs> persona. Kind, kind it's of like, like a chaotic whore persona. <laughs> And Just like it's like par partially like a, right, right. it's partially like a comedic persona because I mean, I'm a comedian. Anyone but, who uses also, any online platform, it's like a heightened version. It's not. It's it's through a filter, you know. Yes. Right. But also, I do it on purpose because I, as a feminist, it's important to me that I, as a woman, right. feel like other women see that I think that women are allowed to say things like this. Okay. You know, yeah, it's, that makes sense. it's a conscious decision for me to play this quote unquote character and right, say right. things that like other women might not have like feel comfortable saying. And then if they see me saying it, they're like, Oh shit, I do that too. You know, it's like a, it's like a decision that I'm making and I feel like it's a feminist decision. And so when she said that, I, it's like, so like internalized misogyny, you know, like mm. you're not a whore, are you? It's like that kind of shit. You know what I mean? And I was like, right, yeah, bitch, right. I'm a fucking whore. There's a whore in this house. It's me. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what the, I was like, and then at that point I was like, Oh Lord, I'm just gonna, I'm like, she was, she kept talking to me and I was just like, I'm just pummeling through this. And I just kept being like, it, it I, I mean, I don't know. Yes. It's real. Yeah, like, I, I would be so annoyed if I were you. And especially that, so, that on top of like the sweet, like feminine, that sweet yeah, girl yeah. voice presentation. I'd be it's like, like this, you are like, being so fake um, right now. It's crazy. Well, that, 
this is what I'm talking about with the toxic femininity because like when they say like, oh my God, are you going bankrupt? You can't be like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Cause then it's like, <laughs> I'm the fucking asshole. You know what I mean? She's like, I'm just a sweet little girl. And why are you being mean to me? It's like, that's what I'm talking about with toxic femininity. It's like, they always make it so they're like in this victim role. So you can't be like, hey, actually you're being passive aggressive. You're being mean to me. It's really and I weird. don't like it. Yeah. You can't respond. There's no right response. Anyway, right, right. so then at, oh, and the last straw was I went to like reef, cause she bought like two glasses of wine and I like in the middle of their meal, I, I just brought the bottle out and just started pouring them more wine. Right. And she was like, don't do that. You're going out of business. No. <laughs> that is fucking like, crazy. No. What the fuck? I was like, first of all, yes. Second of all, I'm a whore. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Can you believe that? I was like, bitch, I'm giving you free wine. Just shut the fuck this up. This girl fucking sucks. She sucks. And she sucks in such a like internalized misogynistic way where, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's, I fucking, you know what? This is what I'm talking about. Like if you're a fucking, I'm a bitch. I hate a lot of, like I dislike (laughs) people. There are people in this world that I dislike. I just avoid them. Sure. But if I saw them, I'd just be like, ugh, like I'm not going to talk to you or I'll say something like, I don't like being around you. You know, right. I'm not going to be like, oh, did you get, or how's the bankruptcy? Like, I, it's such <laughs> oh like bullshit. God. Like, come on, man. You, you know, know, just be honest. It makes yeah. me wonder if she would have acted this way if she wasn't in front of another person. One of the things I really don't like when people do is, like just having the presence of another person in front of you alters like human behavior. And this is more attributed, this like high school shit. Although there are a lot of adults who do this, but let's say that there's like a cute girl and like you're hanging with like a few of yourself and like a few guy friends. Yeah. There's always that one dude who's going to like try to flex and be cool by like, Mm. roasting or like putting down other people as a way to make themselves seem like quote unquote cooler, like in front of this person they're trying to impress. And I'm like, I'm like, you got some issues to work on. You have like extreme insecurity. And so like in conjunction to all of the points that you brought up, it makes me wonder like, would she be doing this if there was another person? Like, why are you being so condescending in front of like yeah. this person, this other person she's with doesn't even know you, you know, yet you're like, she's like putting you yeah. down with and bringing up so much personal information. It's so weird and bizarre to me. Literally did not even think of that. Like if, but if she was trying to like make me look like shit in front of her date or whatever, this, yeah, whatever that's, you know, that's like so misogynistic, you know? Yeah. Cause she's like deriving her worth I hate it when from women, yeah, I, like yeah. What, what this guy thinks of her, you know? Well, like what you're saying about when guys do that in front of a girl, it's like it's like cutting somebody else down, right? right. To make yourself look better for this like weird competitive thing. I hate that. I hate it when <laughs> cuz I hate it when women do that to other women because it's like, dude, we're on the same team and we need to all like get on board cuz you know what? That man is not going to whatever whatever you think he's he's not on our team you know like, we You're need like, to be trash. we need to be on each other's side yeah like women have to be on each other's side and i i mean i it, honestly brian i that didn't even occur to me that she was like doing that because like that guy was there mm. but i wonder because she's you know i like when i've talked to her in the past she hasn't really been she's always been like really negative but like she's never 
like sort of like aimed her right, guns right. at me. Now, like you know, it, it, who knows if it's yeah. true. I'm just relating it who to knows? it from like, it that's bizarre. like a, that's like a weird shitty thing that guys do as a way to like, hey, like I think this girl's cute. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to be shitty to all my friends and like make fun of them. Man, it fucking sucked, man. <laughs> I was just like, bro, I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, and then, you know, and, and then this happened, you know, that thing when someone's being like that, like passive aggressive to you and you don't react in the way that you should have because it's confusing. Oh, no. So the whole Did time you- I was talking to her and I was like, oh, like because her tone was like, I care about you. But then I was like, oh, you're being mean to me. And I couldn't like process that in real time. Oh, no. Did you come up with a good reply like hours <laughs> later? <laughs> <laughs> I should have said, shut up, bitch. I was kidding. <laughs> but like, no, that happened. Like afterward, I was thinking about it and I was like, what the fuck? Why did she say that shit to me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I hate passive aggression because it fucks, it gaslights you, you know? Yeah. Ugh. And even like the, the fact that you're saying, I thought I was going to tell you the story and you were going to be like, she just sounds like she's concerned for you. What? She, what? I'm like are gaslighting you ki- myself. Are you ki- no, this is, fuck this girl. I am totally on your side, young me. Fucking crazy, man. That was like too much. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Ugh. That really sucks. It's okay. It's okay. I'm just saying, yeah, I just wanted to say this story because I feel like, you know, if anyone's again listening and you, you, I'm sure this has happened to some of you that are listening and you don't know why you feel like shit after talking to somebody because you're right, like, oh, right. she like is concerned for me. It's no, I mean, that's shitty, it, it's uh, I'm glad you said it because it's like the presentation is very sweet, so you can't, mm. you can't react like you said being like shut up you idiot like I know you're because then that portrays you as the asshole so you have this like you know it's bottled up in you and I'm glad you're saying it now because you got to get those feelings out and I and I I relate to you in this circumstance a lot especially when I deal with uh, authority figures you know like they'll do shit that makes you really annoyed but be given their position of power like you can't truly express how you really feel, you know? It's like a manager Uh-oh. at a corporate yeah. job. And so it's just bottled mm-hmm. up in you and you're seething and you got to go home and be like, <laughs> go to your roommates and be like, my fucking manager that I fucking hate, that stupid mm-hmm. asshole, you know? But like, and, yeah. the, and there's so much of that because there's like niceties involved. And, you know, that's just, sometimes that's just how society is and you got to like, conduct yourself a certain way. Otherwise, like in your case, you would be an asshole. And if I was at my corporate work job being like, fuck you, like you're being a huge dick right now, I would be without a job. Yeah. You know? (laughs) There's like a dance. You have to do a dance, like conversation. Like, you know, there's there's probably an appropriate way that I can like talk to her. Right. But I don't know what that I don't I just don't like bullshitting. Right, right, right. But this is the question that I have for everybody and Brian. Should I confront her? Should I email her and be like, hey, you know what? You said this and this and this. That was very hurtful to me. I'm leaning no, but that's just my, that's my personality. The reason why I'm leaning no is I just assume that people know what they're doing. So Mm. she's probably doing this to get a rise out of it, like like to get you upset. And so- I don't even think, yeah. So by you confronting her- it's feeding into like her intentions of, oh, I want to, I want to annoy young me with these cutting comments. So I'm always of the camp of like, you know what? Just brush it off. You're so insignificant and little to me that Mm. yes, sure. I'm talking about on a podcast. 
but she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't need to know that. It's just like, yeah, you wanted to hurt me, but you're so nothing that it's, yeah. it's, like, it's a little, you're a speck of dust in my day. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Right. I, I was like going to just say like, hey, you said this and this and this about somebody <laughs> that I don't know. And it made me uncomfortable. And, and that was all I'm going to send. But then the reason I didn't send the email was because I, what I'm afraid of is she's going to twist it and be right. like, oh, you, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't say it in that way. You're, you're blah, blah, blah. And like gaslight me. Right. And I, I just can't. Right. I can't hear that. I can't sit there and be like, oh, I guess I heard it wrong or whatever. Mm. And I know, you know, like, you know, that's too dangerous for me. Yeah, I, I totally get what you, what you mean. I mean, if you really want to get it off your chest as like a point of dignity, I would I should send I her this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't send it as an email. I mean, if you have a chance encounter with her and let's say in the moment you're still kind of annoyed by it, then uh-huh. I would speak to it in person because uh, sometimes like, just in writing, a lot of stuff gets lost in translation. Yeah. Um, if I see her again, I'm just gonna be like, "Hey, you know, I don't really, I don't really enjoy your company." Oh what does shit! Does that mean <laughs> I don't particularly? Like, that would, that like, would hurt. Sorry, that would just... hurt me so much because it, it's like that. That delivery, <sighs> I got chills. It's like, hey, I just want to let you know that I, I just don't really don't. I don't yeah. enjoy your company. Like it's so casual. And, like... <laughs> yo, that's like a that's a shiv. Then like you just twist it. <laughs> okay, you want to hear like the best metaphor for I feel like toxic femininity coupled with white supremacy and white women. Once when I was on the subway, oh god, I'm nervous. This white woman was like, she was like, "Excuse me," like in that little voice, right? Like, Excuse right. me, while she poked me super hard in the ribs. Oh my god, like, to the point where it physically like made my body move. Why? Would, and I was like, bro, that fuck? is like. That is the perfect metaphor for like Karens, you know? Like, <laughs> Excuse me. Ugh. Like literally like stabbing my ri- And I was like, whoa, that's like fuck. That's like really psychological. Cause she knew that like nobody saw her do it and they all just heard her go, excuse me. So if I got mad at her, you know, I would look crazy. Right, right, right. Oh anyway. God. Anyways, I think that's our time. How do you feel now? That's it. I feel great. I feel like this was a great episode. And you know what, Brian? Look, look, it worked out. We had two really important topics that we wanted to discuss. And you know Ooh. what? If we had a guest, it would have like been, we couldn't have really gotten into it. And this is a great episode. Guys, thank you for listening. Follow us on our Instagram <laughs> at Feeling Asian Podcast. And more importantly, you know, you got a little taste of what you get when you donate to our Patreon at the top of this episode. Yeah. And if you liked it, and if you like this episode, donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash feelingasian. We're going we're gonna to have bonus episodes. It's going to be me and Brian. It's going to be just this. Well, even more chaotic because it's talk- we're going to talk about our dating lives. <laughs> we're going to talk about our dating lives. Right. <laughs> I'm going to drop the at of that woman that I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> donate to our Patreon to find out who she is. <laughs> um... But anyways, guys, thank you for listening. And, uh, you know, you know the deal. Like, subscribe, leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps our growth, helps our reach. And we just want to say thank you for being so patient and for your continued support of this podcast. Follow Brian at It's Brian Park on social media. And follow Young Me at YM Mayor on social media. Bye, guys. Bye.